Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show. We got some recent subscribers this week. I encourage you to do the same. Thank you, C. Johnson, 8383, Mike Applewick, Cheryl Smith, and Diane Nichols for subscribing. Like I said, if you could do that same thing right now, we'd appreciate that. Cheryl Smith, that's my mom. There it is. Thanks, mom. Yes. <laughs> Hi, mom. All right. It is a Tea with Miss McGill show. It is Puka, is the star of the show. Reed Larson, happy new year, 2023. Happy New Year. We're on and we're running here in a new year. And with every new year and every change of the new year, there's always hockey to talk about. Lots of hockey. All right. Before we get into hockey, we're going to talk about Aspire Heating and Control, dipping to about one below tonight. Any furnace trouble, these are the people you call. They are your local Bryant dealer, who are the official heating and cooling company of your Minnesota Wild. They specialize in gas, electric, and hydronic heating and cooling systems for existing and new construction. Residential and commercial installations available. Services include forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, mini splits. They are licensed and bonded. Give Justin a call. He is a hockey guy. 999-5957. Again, if the furnace goes out, come back to wherever you consume this show and find this number. 999-5957. That's why I put it right at the top. All right. Like you said, lots of hockey. We're going to start a little bit of a different tone than normal. We're going to head into the uh, World Juniors, which are going on right now well just ending right now yeah so we'll have to get an update on what happened here in the game maybe we can see that we'll puka can take a look here and an update on what happened uh in the bronze game right now with us and sweden um but what we got to consume last night was we got to sit down and watch uh we we took the grand rapids high school team our coaching staff took them to mad dogs here in grand rapids and and had a little pizza feed for them and they've got the nhl network there so we turned on the world juniors with the u.s versus canada so we got a chance to do that and it was kind of uh planned for a little while that this was going to happen hopefully it happened and and lo and behold they found their way into a semi-final game so it worked out to be that night and we uh just sat there and consumed that game it was great we had a lot of pizza and we had a great hockey game to watch there at least for two periods uh, especially the first period, uh, the U.S. came out kind of with a lot of jam right away. They were putting the pressure on. They had uh, the shots in the first period were like 16 to 6, the U.S. They were pumping in shot. They were pumping shots at the goaltender at Canada um, and actually ended up taking a two-goal lead. Uh, so they were they were really on, on fire there, had the momentum. And then uh, Canada scores a goal. And, of course, Connor Bernard – uh, scored one of those two goals. And as soon as uh, Canada scores, they score another one shortly thereafter. And the, the score is now two to two. And then Canada scores again, it's three to two. So it was two nothing in the United States uh, right away there in the first period. Uh, and then Canada comes back within a period or so and, and scores three unanswered and they take some huge momentum. So right away when Connor Bernard scored that first goal that he scored, it was pumping with the table turned really okay. um uh, then there was a, a moment there in the second period where the u.s was kind of starting to come back with a couple of jabs right they're starting to to take some momentum back a couple power plays a couple penalty kills there throughout the course of that period uh and jackson blake uh even prairie native and now a north dakota player actually scored a goal to tie it up 
And we were kind of picking at it because they, I don't know if it was a Finnish or a Swedish referee there, but he called the goal off on the United States. And of course, they're in Halifax. They, he doesn't want every single Canadian in the building there ready to start spitting on them. So he they call the, they call the goal off and they're doing a review. And apparently it was interfering the goaltender. But we I really would like to see the actual rules uh, in the international hockey rules when it comes to being in the crease and interfering with the goalie, because that no call, uh, if that goal is called, the, the game is tied and the U S yeah. is pumping. Yeah, it's three to three. Right. Um, but they waved it off. Well, they waved the goal off and they called it interfering with the goalie. Well, the, the puck was in the crease. Jackson Blake goes into the crease to get the puck. Okay. He swings around to to reach around him to throw the puck kind of a, a, does a little spinorama and as he does his feet are still in the crease but the puck comes out of the crease but he still has full possession of the puck and he kind of does a little wraparound behind him and it goes in well apparently a defenseman that was there gets a little shove on him and that little shove kind of pushes him into position where he maybe bumps the goalie while it's in there so why did you wave the goal off? Was it because of interfering with the goalie or was it because he was in the crease? Because if he was in the crease, he had full possession of it the whole time he was in the crease, whether it was he's still in there, it goes out, but comes back in, he's in possession of the puck. Or is it because he interfered with the goalie? Because if he interfered with the goalie, it was the inadvertent contact from the Canadian defenseman that pushed him into it. Yeah, right. So they waved the goal off. Every American that loves world junior hockey is probably pulling their hair out screaming at that we were as we were all sitting there you know cheering on jack peart watching him play uh, but that completely changed the tempo of the game i mean it took the wind out of the, everybody's sails well uh, the game ended up what was the final of the game six to three or whatever it was or six to two um, there was another goal in the third period that the United States scored again that got waved six off to, six to six to two. So there was another one that got waved off, and and I didn't even see it. I left after the second period. Uh, I was I'm already balding, and um, I was ready to start pulling <laughs> more of my hair out after uh, that tie goal got called off. And again, it ended up U.S. lost six to two, and and goes they go to the bronze game. The Canadians go to. Uh, the gold game Canadians are playing against the Slovaks um, and the Americans now, as we speak, are playing against the Swedes. Yeah. Got an update. So if you are recording the game, fast forward this thing, 30 seconds to a minute, but don't turn it off. Keep listening. Um, so gosh, listen to this score. OT game winner and a thrilling eight, seven victory for the U S over Sweden. So they are uh, the bronze medal winners, but wow, eight to seven. That's incredible. Eight to seven. Boy, that they had a tough time scoring goals last <laughs> night against Canada. They only scored two. They saved them apparently for the bronze game at <laughs> Barn Burner there. They just keep both goalies got sunburned from the red oh, light. Holy cow, yeah. Back. So whatever it is. But that's world junior hockey. And and for those of us uh, hockey enthusiasts, enthusiasts that are out there. The world juniors kind of falls at a goofy time, especially if you like to watch high school hockey, like to watch college hockey. There's a little bit of a break in there over Christmas where colleges are um, are on kind of a little hiatus. Some of these players can take off and go play in these things. Um, but really, I don't get into watching it as much because I'm so dialed into high school hockey. But it is really, really fun hockey. And of course, we're invested here 
uh, with our Grand Rapids player. That's Darren Jack Peart. He's on that yeah. team and he's a big part of it. And we're just excited and to support uh, a, an alumni of our program that's there. So pretty awesome. To yeah, see that. yeah. Congratulations, Jack. That's awesome. So bronze medal winners. All right, smash the like button if you can. The Ring Sports Bar and Grill over in Eveleth. That's the place you go when you're in the Quad Cities. Today is Thursday, rare rec Thursday recording for us, normally Wednesdays, but how does Friday fish fry sound? Oh, huh? I could do a Friday fish fry. <laughs> I could too. I could. One of these times we're going to have to hit that here on a Friday. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll record. Heck, we'll record while we're there. Love it. Uh, you know, daily specials, hockey-themed atmosphere. You can order online on the ricksportsbargrill.com or give them a call, 248-8582. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, full bar, full menu. Ring Sports Bar and Grill. Eveleth, like I said, that's where you go when you're in the – uh, quad cities. All right. So we talked about 2023 and kind of turning the calendar here. We're getting real, real close to the NFL playoffs. And it just got to be, you know, kind of thinking, you know, as a scout that you are just kind of as the, like I said, we're rounding the corner here. We're going to get into kind of the dog days, like you talked about in the past, but as a scout and who you've seen thus far, I know you haven't seen every player in the state, but as, you know, as far as who you've seen, who is really sticking out to you um, as a scout? Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple of players, and, and I don't get to see every single high school hockey team, but uh, there's a couple of players that I really liked. And, and right now, because uh, I kind of focus a lot in on the forwards, you know, we've got the different scouts of the teams that we work with that uh, watch defensemen and different scouts that watch goalies a little bit more, and I kind of dial more into the forwards. Uh, I really, there's a few forwards that I really like that we watch this year that are huge impact forwards that make a big difference uh, in the game. Uh Two of which come from Warroad. Uh, Carson Pilgrim is really good. I like watching that kid play. Younger player, okay, I, I think he's a junior. He might be a junior this year. Really good. Um, Jason Shagaby is fun to watch. I, I know there are some people that may be skeptical about, well, you know, he's all offense and he's, it doesn't look like he's working real hard because he's so smooth. And it's, I'll tell you what, he doesn't work that hard. It doesn't look like he's working that hard because it's effortless for him to skate. The, the kid makes plays offensively that uh, I couldn't even imagine doing when I was a high school player. There's a reason why he's at the top of the scoring. And actually recently I saw a tweet on Twitter that he was, and I don't know where he has as of to date, but this was just a few days ago. He was a few days ago, five points away from breaking TJ Oshie's scoring record at Warroad. Really? Wow. So this is, real, get this is the real deal. Uh, and he does special things. Of course, he's, I think he's committed to North Dakota. No, UMD. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. UMD. Uh, most players, for some reason, when they're in Warroad, they end up going to North Dakota. But this one was one that didn't decided to commit to Minnesota Duluth. Uh, which is going to be a huge pickup for the Bulldogs. Um, I love Jason Chagabee. I love watching him play. Some some people are not Chagabee fans. I am. Um, and Sam Sheets is another one that yeah, – keep your eyes on this one if you, if you want to watch teams that are potentially going to be uh, in the state tournament or in the state championship. That He plays for Minnetonka. We saw them just over Christmas break, and he is a ridiculous impact player for the, the Skippers. When you see this guy come up and down the rink, he makes it happen. He's something else. He's faster than heck. He gets plays to the net. Uh, he controls her power play uh, from the side. He, he's an impact player that I would love to have. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. Iron Range Apparel. ODR swag right here. Uh, you know, baseball caps, winter caps, hats, 
jerseys, hoodies, the whole deal over that to Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. Uh, remember the ODR line? I mean, I think he's 18 years old, also. He's just a young guy, uh, but you have to find the ODR line exclusively at Iron Ranger Apparel. And when you're there, there's all kinds of other gifts, t shirts, hats, all the same kind of stuff, a lot of Minnesota themed stuff. Um, so, uh, as every week, I call it the Gift Buyer's Paradise. So I know we're kind of coming off of Christmas here, but you're looking forward to birthdays, Valentine's, that kind of thing. That's still the best place to go for a gift. Like I said, you can find something for either gender and um, all ages. So uh, head over to um, Iron Ranger Apparel to Thunderbird Mall in Virginia, and the Richters will take good care of you. All right. So like I said, recording on a rare Thursday. I just saw on YouTube, game just popped up here. We're going to couple to preview uh, the Green Bay Raiders are currently, puck just dropped just probably five, seven minutes ago at the Hibbing Memorial Arena uh, to see Hibbing. Um, I think that Greenway went 0-2 over the Christmas week. Yeah, they dropped two. Um, Hibbing went 2-1. and one. They dropped one to Delano, who also uh, beat up Greenway. Um, Greenway now, Thomas Vekic, uh, one of their skilled guys, power play guy, out for the season now with a knee injury. But uh, just wondering what your thoughts are on on that one. That, like I said, puck just dropped. Yeah, that stings. That yeah. that stings for uh, Coach Servich and staff and crew over there for the Greenway Raiders. Is he was a big. He's a big part of their team and and a huge. Of course, the name Vekic brings a lot of smiles to people over there in the uh, Coleraine, Bovey, Taconite area. There's a million and a half of them, and they're not, they are all related. So, um, <laughs> but he's a phenomenal player. His sister, I got to coach. I got to coach yes. Claire uh, at, with GRG Lightning, and now she's at the Beavers yep. playing for BSU. So, uh, yeah, that stings. Uh, anytime you got a, a program like that, it's a single A program, and you got a, a nice player like that, and he goes down for the year, you know that the Greenway can contend, um, but they're not real deep. Right? right. And, and when you lose a player like that, I'm sure you can't just reach down the bench and say, okay, next guy up, you're going to have to, but uh, when you reach down the bench, you're, you're not going to get a Thomas Vekic level player. So uh, I feel bad for him. And, and here's the good news. Uh, I shouldn't say good news here. Here's some other news that's related to Greenway that we can kind of maybe touch on a little bit later, but uh, at Grand Rapids, we, we lost a game because we didn't get to play Edina. Right. Yeah. Well, we've filled that game. Uh, now later in the season, originally we weren't going to play Greenway. They weren't on our schedule, but we added a Greenway game because we had an open game Oh, uh, really? and they had an open game. So now we do have a Grand Rapids Greenway game scheduled in Grand Rapids on February 7th. Oh, nice. Okay. Perfect. So if, if you like the old rivalry and it, it's kind of gone away for a couple of years and it was gone and back, it was back for a few years right. and it was gone for a really long time before that. Uh, anybody that knows anything that when it, Grand Rapids and Greenway play, whether it's at the Snake Pit or at the IRA, the building's full. Yeah, and even it's fun. Even the football game a couple of years ago here, this was full. Yeah, packed yeah. House. So, so I feel bad for for Greenway that that Thomas is down and out, and I feel bad for the kid, a really good kid and an awesome family. But yeah. uh, you know, Andy Sertich is going to do what he can to make that team competitive and, and make them competitors. All He's right. a heck of a coach. All right, and also a big one in 7AA competition here tomorrow night down at the Heritage, uh, the Thunderhawks, Greyhounds. We've talked about it, uh, Greyhounds beating Andover a couple of weeks ago, so this one means a lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, the winner of, of this game uh, is going to solidify at least the number two seed. Uh, and depending on uh, – we we will end up if, – if we win this game, it's the sweep over Duluth East – 
uh, and and we still have to play Andover later on in the season. Uh, Duluth East recently just beat Andover five to one. So uh, if they end up winning the second game uh, between the two, it's a split for them and a win over Andover. They could potentially get the number one seed. So it, it, we're back to a vote in Section 7 AA. We don't have to worry about the QRF anymore. We're about a computer algorithm making decisions. Coaches can sit down and have discussions and vote. Uh, and this is a big game. You hate to put pressure on 16 to 18-year-old kids, but it's a big game. Uh, use that, that, that pressure and that stress that, that these kids have and, and use it to get you excited to play hard. Right. Oh, I, I don't think that you're going to find a kid – uh, on either bench that is not going to be ready to play. They're, they're ready to be, you might be a little nervous. Those nerves are good for you. Um, but I think everybody understands the gravity of this game. And with all of the, the seating uh, stake that goes into this too, of course, the youth hockey hub wants to make a big deal out of this because it's a great rivalry a Grand Rapids and, and Duluth East rivalry go back years uh, you know the watch yeah, the trailer if you haven't seen it yet uh tony scott and company at youth hockey hub has decided to they put a little trailer together to to promote this game they, they are covering this game on youtube tomorrow night uh if if you don't didn't know that then pull up the youth hockey hub youtube link and you'll be able to watch uh, youth hockey have cover this game. They've they've been pumping it up for the last two weeks. They've had pictures that have been tweeted out. They put a little trailer out the other day. Uh, our band is going to be going there from Grand Rapids. Of course, really? the Duluth East band is going to be there. The Heritage is going to have people hanging from the rafters. It's it's going to be completely full. Uh, but it, it's been pretty awesome. Of course, like I said, youth hockey have been pumping it up and and making a big deal out of it. And uh, because it is a big deal. It's a big game, uh, but it, it is one of the best rivalries in the state. And one of the things they mentioned in that little trailer is, is section seven double a for years. If you want to go to the state tournament, you got to go through these two teams. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Sounds like an intense night for you. Better get some sleep tonight. Good luck to both teams. All right. Some scores and more from the week. That was Elk river skated past Bemidji three to nothing. Denfeld had a three, two win over Apple Valley Burnsville. I did not know it was now Apple. Valley. Yeah. Isn't that so, weird? Yeah. I, it, I mean, just, Apple Valley was at state tournaments in our years. Maybe well, yeah, but I just remember back to 1996, this was my junior year. And I remember the, the Duluth the East game. Apple Valley <laughs> game going into how many overtimes right. it was two o'clock in the morning yeah, when somebody forever. finally scored at the end of that game, but it was, that was back when Apple Valley had then the next night they go and win the state championship. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome back in the day. But and it was just 2006 when Grand Rapids was playing against Burnsville in the state semifinals and they win in overtime over Burnsville in order to move on to play the next game yeah. uh, against Creighton Durham Hall. Yeah, I was really so surprised. it was those two programs have been uh, legendary programs yeah. and now they've gotten so little numbers that they're combining. And here, here's the problem with it. I feel bad for these programs because they've lost, you know, their own identity. Yeah. They've had to combine. Kids are leaving these places and going elsewhere. And, the and I don't want to spotlight who's recruiting them. It's not even just private schools. There's areas from around there where, you know, there's kids that are getting pulled from Farmington. There's kids that are getting pulled from Burnsville and Apple Valley. You know, some of them are end up going into some of the Lakeville programs. Some of them are going into some of the private school programs and not necessarily getting recruited uh but sometimes these kids they see these teams in state tournaments oh, and sure. they end up leaving yeah, right. because they want to go yeah well I remember burnsville in the 80s yeah burnsville and warroad were like shoe ones for the state tournament well of course he died in the 80s uh greenway down north shore four to one rosa over minot north dakota 10 to two 
Duluth East, 8-1 winners over the Blaine Bengals. Ely lost to Bagley 9-3. Cole K with another win over Moundsview, 5-3. On the Walleye Scott Edina update, 5-0 win over Chaska last weekend. Edina now 8-3. We were picking on them when they were 0-3. <laughs> yeah, zero and three, and then go straight on eight unanswered. You know what? We can pick on Edina all we want because it's fun, and those guys are the cake eaters. But you know, they they usually get things going when they need to, and, and that is a true testament to uh, a team that's got some tradition and yeah. an organization that's got some tradition. It's kind of interesting because you talk about Edina, and and it's going to be a very rare occasion that I give Edina any credit. So listen, if you're an Edina fan, because I'm only going to do this once. Uh, I was looking at their website the other day and I was just looking at, geez, how many teams that they got? And I only looked at their Bantam teams. They got a Bantam double A team. They have a Bantam A team. They have two Bantam B1 teams, two Bantam B2 teams, and a Bantam C team. Wow. I, I mean, know they, a couple of years ago, they had two A teams. Yeah. yeah. They've well, got this year's seniors. Seven Bantam teams. It's like, okay, we have three. <laughs> Maybe that's where some of those Apple Valley and Birdsville kids are. Well, aside there. from that, they also have two junior gold teams. Really? Yeah. So they got numbers coming out of their ears. And I'll tell you what, when you got that many teams, and now I was just got was being nice to eat, I know now I'm just gonna throw them a little bit of a little bit of a jab. When you got that many teams, how do you not win the state championship yeah, yeah, every single year? Right, right, exactly. Well, you know what I mean? Ridiculous. Holy cow. And Rosa's gotta play them. And more, you know, well, I guess not Warroad, but you know, a, a town like Roseau has to play them. Yeah. Well, even Urban Tough plays them, don't they? Or yeah. maybe, maybe in the regular season. But in Roseau, keep your eyes on Roseau over the course of the next couple of years. I, I love the northern teams and I'm a big fan of the Roseau Warroad swing, but Roseau is their numbers over the next couple of years have been plummeting. And I I I hope that people can continue to retain what's going on in that organization. I'd hate to see Roseau drop off the map because they lose numbers, but that's a small school. They cannot afford to lose any. Oh, right. Right. Town of 2000. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's it for episode 39. Please comment. If you'd like to get a hold of us privately, LLC at gmail.com. Again, hammer the subscribe button. Where to find us. If you are on Instagram, Spotify, or Apple podcasts, search T with Miss McGill. If you are on YouTube or Facebook, Goat Sports Media, LLC. Uh, merch, as always, $20 for anything large and lower. Double X and up is $22. Bucks. We'll just get a hold of us. We'll figure out uh, shipping. We'll figure out payment with Cash App, Venmo, that kind of stuff. Thanks to our partners, Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Range Apparel, Apparel excuse me, Aspire Heating and Control, Iron Range Goalie Academy. Anything else? Nope. All right. Good luck tomorrow night for Raid Larson. I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.